Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1476, Your Life is Always Just Beginning, by David Kane of raptitude.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. This is the podcast where I act as a personal narrator for you for free, usually from blogs, sometimes from books, but in either case, always with permission from the authors, every day, including weekends and holidays. And it's another holiday today, happy Kwanzaa and Boxing Day. This year is going super fast, it's gonna be over before we know it. So on that note, let's hurry up and get right to the post as we optimize your life. Your life is always just beginning by David Kane of raptitude.com. Famously, The Sopranos ended in a way that infuriated a lot of fans. At an apparently critical moment in the story, the audio and video cut to black. After 10 seconds, the credits roll. The cut gives the viewer the sensation of a dead end. All the momentum and meaning of the story runs straight into a wall beyond which nothing can be known, creating a helpless feeling in the viewer. What happens next? Where did they go? Despite the abundant criticism, the ending is actually brilliant and is explained fully. The opposite of this, a cut from black beginning, happens in every series and every movie. It has to because the story has to begin somewhere. At the outset, you know nothing. All you can do is watch what emerges from the darkness and start to figure out where you are. In Memento, the first thing you see is a hand holding a Polaroid photo, shaking it to make the image appear. In The Godfather, the voice of a man with an Italian accent appears before his face does. I believe in America, he begins. The standard movie opening is the opposite of a Sopranos-style dead end, and it gives us the opposite range of feelings. Instead of the sensation of running out of road, we get feelings of abundance and possibility. One of my favorite feelings in the world is settling into a couch or a cinema seat watching the opening credits of a movie. It's like a newly opened box of chocolates. With a movie, you always have to put together the story from a standing start because you're already in the middle of the characters' lives. You can't actually see what happened before the first image appears, but you can piece it together through exposition. The character is shown in a divorce lawyer's office. Another character asks him if his mother's still sick. His mantle is adorned with martial arts trophies. Everything you know about the character's past is learned in the present. Stories begin in the middle, and the middle is always now. Real life is like this too. This feeling of beginning in the middle happens to some degree every time you wake up. One moment you're in a dream world where nothing is real, and the next moment you discover you're lying in a bed. Sometimes your dream was so vivid and disorienting that you must take the first few seconds of your day to put together your own backstory. Oh yes, it's Tuesday. I work in an accounting office. I'm in a strange relationship. Friday is a holiday. There is leftover lasagna in the fridge. 
Back in 2009, in this blog's second ever article, I struggled to relate a bizarre experience that left me infatuated with this cutting from black feeling. I was sitting at dinner with my mother and grandmother and had the sensation that my life had just begun at that moment as a 28-year-old man with a home, a job, friends, relatives, and a backstory. I said it felt like the universe had just rebooted and that the dinner scene was where I found myself when the picture returned to the screen. It was fascinating, but not disorienting. I knew how to speak and act, and I could remember what had apparently happened earlier in the day and earlier in life. But life itself seemed like a brand new proposition, as if I'd been waiting on deck for a thousand years, and I finally found myself at the plate. There was so much detail to be noticed, so much possibility to be explored. The world felt like a playground, and to be alive in it felt like an unexpected gift. You can get a hint of this playground effect by imagining that the moment you're in now is the beginning of your life. The curtain has just come up on this particular scene, whatever it is, after having been down for a thousand or a million years. You can recall your backstory at will, but just like in a movie, nothing really happened before this opening shot. This is the beginning, not the middle, and you're free to act for the first time. Conceivably, life could actually be like that. We presume that our lives start the moment we exit the birth canal, but they don't really. You didn't discover your own volition, your own personhood, until quite some time after that, at toddler age, or possibly later, and none of us remember it anyway. In that sense, we kind of fade in somewhere in the middle. So wherever the start was, we missed it because we were never aware of life beginning. It was never impressed on us that something seriously amazing did indeed begin and is still going. It's possible you never quite realized you're alive, or at least how alive you are, in terms of how different being alive is from not being alive. It's like being born with the most ridiculous entitlement complex possible and being totally oblivious to it. Snapping out of that kind of fugue, like I did involuntarily that time at the dinner table, could be considered the beginning of your life. In his books and speeches, Douglas Harding emphasized the point that we might live and die without ever noticing the basic yet unbelievable fact that we are occurring. In one talk, he points to the audience in a gesture of mock scolding and he says, you know, you needn't have happened, you needn't have happened, but you did happen. And we're alive, folks. When you can look at any moment as though it's the first moment, if you can really see your surroundings as the opening frame in a story, the world gains a certain playfulness. Suddenly your problems seem more interesting than annoying, the way another person's problems always seem easier to solve than your own. It's almost impossible to be impatient with others because it's fascinating that they're even there. You still care about outcomes, but it's far easier to relax around the possibilities. Any uptightness about making things go a certain way seems a bit silly because it already seems unlikely that anything is even happening and that you're at the helm. In Dandelion Wine, Ray Bradbury's brilliant novel about the indescribable feelings of summer, a boy is play wrestling in the grass when he discovers something profound. He is alive. He'd always known this, but only in the same dull way we know it, without feeling it, that we're standing on a planet floating in space. This time he feels his aliveness with full force in his temples, his pores, the twin heartbeats in his wrists. He shouts it aloud several times, and his father and brother don't get it. Another literary genius, David Foster Wallace, might be best known for his This Is Water commencement address. The talk opens with a joke that encapsulates its whole theme. Two young fish are swimming along. An older fish headed the other way asks them, Morning boys, how's the water? The two of them continue on in silence until one of them asks the other, What the hell is water? The central principle in the speech is subtle and profound. 
We can't know something's value until we can conceive of its absence. And there's nothing easier to overlook than the experience of being alive, precisely because it's everywhere. Because of the way our anatomy works, we don't get to experience what non-living is like, so we can easily live a whole life without ever knowing what we've got. But we can get hints at what we've gained and will one day lose by imagining what it's like to cross the boundary at life's beginning. In other words, being alive seems like no big deal until you can imagine for a moment what it means not to be alive, no experience and no story. When you can see the present moment as though the camera has just started rolling, you get a hint of just how rich it is and has always been. You just listened to the post titled, Your Life is Always Just Beginning by David Kane of raptitude.com. Thank you to David. He briefly mentioned Memento, the movie in this post, one of my favorite movies. It's pretty dark, but done in a very unique way that I don't think most writers and directors could pull off. The movie takes place backwards. I shouldn't say takes place, that doesn't make sense, but it goes backwards. It's cool because there's also a forward version, so you can put it all together and watch it chronologically too. And it's pretty much guaranteed that you will not have fully grasped the story when watching the movie as is, unless you watch it in chronological order too. Anyway, all that to say, yeah, it's a special movie. And I thought this was a special post. Hope you liked it too. That's enough for today. Have a great rest of your day. Happy Kwanzaa and Boxing Day. And I'll see you tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.